Exit 52 podcast instant analysis after a Ravens 10-9 victory over the Denver Broncos at M&T Bank Stadium. Me and Banks briefly before we jumped on recording here said, I believe the quote, an all-time bad game. That was one of the all-time win steals you will really ever see in terms of both teams playing horribly and the team that just played a little bit better uh, won the game, at least offensively, that's for sure. Lamar Jackson goes out with an injury. Tyler Huntley leads the Ravens to a game-winning drive at the end, uh, and then the Ravens' defense uh, gets a stop. Broncos miss a field goal as time expires to give the Ravens a 10-9 victory. I don't really know where to begin here. This was horrible to watch, quite frankly. I don't really know how we should spin it uh, from either perspective. The Denver Broncos are not a good football team. They're not. Um, they don't have much offensively. They obviously played well defensively. The Ravens lost Lamar Jackson. Clearly a huge part of what they do offensively, so that's a caveat to put in here. But even so, the Ravens get to 8-4, and four, and that's all you want to see. But this is interesting to talk about in terms of how the Ravens go from here. Banks, you are in M&T Bank for this one. Your overall thoughts? Uh, just a classic game of first touchdown wins. Yeah. I mean, we, we got in the end zone. They didn't. That's a difference right there. Uh, the fans, uh, the old faithful at the bank, not too pleased for a good 55 minutes of that football game. And understandably so. Um, uh, it's you, you summed it up pretty well there, Taylor. It's, it's hard to really gather the words to talk about that football game. It was an eyesore. It was an eyesore for, for most of the game. Really, even, even the touchdown drive at the end was kind of like, Oh man, here we go. Just like three yards, two yards, three yards, convert fourth and two. Like just, just no chunk plays to be had whatsoever. I mean, the Broncos completed a couple of deep passes that kind of made things happen for them, but they didn't get that big play to put them over the top, get them in the end zone. We had no chunk plays. I really can't think of any single play that stood out in this football game for the Ravens where it was like, okay, big gain there. We're really moving the football. I mean, I think the best play of the game was the um, we were kind of approaching the red zone there on the final drive. Huntley's Huntley's tuck when he was about to chuck it to Drake in the flat. Mm-hmm. And then he he kind of threw a side armor. I mean, that's the play of the game without question. It, yep. it, it makes me think of his only other win as a starter. Well, I guess Huntley didn't start this game, but um, I guess he gets the win in this one. Um, the win in Chicago. I mean, he just found and made one great play on a game-winning drive. He found Sammy Watkins last year in Chicago at Soldier Field. Um, he finds Kenny Drake on this one. Unbelievable improvisational play. Is that how I pronounce that? Is that the right way? Um, we'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, count that. Uh, just a great play. Like I, I, I've seen Lamar like look in the flat, and I don't want to turn this into a Lamar like versus Huntley thing, but I've seen him look in the flat either make try to make the throw to Drake or just like tuck it and then just quit and just try to run and go somewhere else with it. Like Huntley used the pump fake to almost get Drake open by getting the the backer that was over there in the flat to kind of bite on it. And then he made the great throw. Um, and that put us right there in position to win the game. 
Um, but like I said, I can't really think of any good plays to sit here and say, Hey, like that was an exciting play. That was a big thing that happened even defensively. Like the Broncos didn't move the ball hardly at all. We didn't come up with hardly any big sacks. I mean, we got some pressure on Russell Wilson. We sacked him twice for five yards. That's not really much to write home about. Um, so what am I supposed to sit here? We could just sit here and criticize the boys. Um, we could talk about the pro Shea throw. I mean, that was one of the more frustrating and just like, oh, shit. Like, that was the first play that I saw when I got home. I turned it on <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because, again, I had no I didn't know Lamar was hurt. I didn't know any of that. I That was literally the first play I saw. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this game? People, there's many suspicions that Greg Roman is is just unleashing the bag deal he's unlocked the vault and he's just letting it fly here because he's going to be out of town in no time and that may be true who the fuck knows but um that's not one in the bag that we thought we were going to see today uh the old prochet the old fourth or fifth receiver on the depth chart throwing downfield not to your best receiver not to your best uh tight end throwing to Kenyon drake 30 quadruple coverage yeah quadruple coverage all that said it was a pretty good looking ball when you're watching on television and you see him winding up to throw it, he throws a good spiral and you're like, Ooh, we could have something here. And then as you see the ball go try to arrive to its destination, you're like, Oh fuck. This is one of those where the wide receiver is like, I practice this for weeks on end waiting for my opportunity to throw it. And I'm going to fucking throw that thing. Mm-hmm. Cause Kenyon Drake down there. We're going to be down there somewhere. No, not a good play. Not a good play at all. Yeah. I Look, I don't want to make this into some judgment of James Perche either. Um, and this is no disrespect to the guy. He's really brought nothing to the Ravens in his time with the team. And for him to throw that ball into into quadruple coverage is, is the classic case of a guy that has not made a play and is like, I need to make a play to like stay in the league. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's what that was. Sure. I mean, that was, let me throw it down there. I can throw a good ball. He's obviously a good athlete. He's an NFL football player. But that was a guy that was like, let me please, I need a signature moment. Like in any other scenario, you throw that ball out of bounds. Like throw the ball out of bounds. It was fine. Like just throw it out of bounds. And he throws it in a kind of Drake was not open in any no. sense of the word. <laughs> like throw it out of the back of the end zone. You know, it's practice- a good ball, but not yeah, oh, it was a good ball. It was not a bad throw. He threw a good ball. That's the thing. There were just throw four Broncos around him. Look, here's here's the here's the deal. I don't think there's a lot to say about this game. Like, I think this will be one of our shorter incident analysis, and we can talk about more of this in the week. The Ravens offense at this point is a giant issue. A giant issue. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got to score more than 10 points at home. I don't I mean, Tyler Huntley, we've seen do a nice job. And f- for him to lead the Ravens down and win the game is a gigantic accomplishment. And I continue to absolutely love what Tyler Huntley does as a backup quarterback. He is perfection for the Ravens with Lamar as the starter, as the backup. He comes in, he knows what to do. He runs the offense. As you said, thanks, his play down there, you know, sort of the the throw that, that got them into position for him to run the ball in at the end was tremendous. He He did exactly what they needed to do to win the game. We don't know what the Lamar Jackson injury situation is. If he's out for a, a long time, the Ravens are the Ravens are pretty much done. I mean, I, I think that's like Tyler Huntley is a guy that I think can win a couple more games here. But to win the Super Bowl, you need Lamar Jackson, and that's what everybody's situation is. So let's just we don't have to have much talk much more about that. But even with Lamar in the game early in the first quarter, 
the Ravens do not move the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I uh, they they just don't. They 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 uh, like we said, they have no rhythm. They they don't really hang their hat on anything at this point. The defense is very good. They shut down a very bad offense today. So they did exactly what they needed to do. They gave up three field goals against an offense that is not very good. That is one of the NFL's worst offenses. That has Russell Wilson, who, I mean, it's really stunning. Looks totally washed up. I mean, he 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 doesn't really bring anything to the table. He's exactly what he's been the entire year against every other team. Didn't throw the ball downfield. They don't have a ton of weapons. They don't run the ball. They don't do anything well. The Ravens won 10 to 9. At this point, you get out of Dodge and you hope the season gets better. But none of this game, none of this game, in terms of long term positives, gave you any sense as a Ravens fan that this is going to be a team that goes deep into the playoffs. And that's not like us, any of us, or me coming down hard. That's just a fact. If you're going to be a good team, you beat the three and eight or three and nine or whatever the heck the Broncos are, you beat this team by 20. And they didn't have Lamar, so that's a caveat for sure and an understandable caveat. But you don't watch this team and have any confidence that it's a team that's going to do anything, and that's fine. I think that's just a realistic thing to say. And that's where we are in the season. We're not in, like, week four where it's like, oh, like, you know, a couple weeks, they'll get some guys back and guys will get healthy. Like, the team kind of is what it is at this point. And maybe it'll get better, and maybe they will make a run. They certainly have the talent to do that. But week after week after week, this is what happens. They put together a fairly unconvincing performance and either win by a little bit or lose in heartbreaking fashion. This is what the team is. It's not anything else. It's what this is every single week. I don't really know what else there is to say about the Ravens at this point. I think we do. I think we're done with the get right games. I think we have to stop. Correct, saying it's over. No, right there's games. no. They don't beat anybody convincingly. Nobody. The nobody. Ravens. The Ravens seem like a get right team right now. Like that seems like a team where if you're trying to get your groove back, you you know if they're on your schedule, it's not a bad. You know, I don't think you're shuddering right now. Um, but no, I mean you're you're right. Like like you know, I told you before before we started getting on. Like I don't think this team has much of a future if this is the way that it's going to go. And that's not you know. That's just how I see it. I mean, I don't think this team scares anyone right now. And that's with Lamar healthy or, or you know, without. I mean, it's just, again, the stuff, the stuff that I saw today, obviously, was no Lamar. But even the last couple of weeks, like we said, they don't scare anyone. They're not they're not the old Ravens. of They're not the 2019 Ravens. And I think a lot of fans are holding on to that, being like, well, that's that's deep down in there somewhere. And it's like, well, maybe it's not. 2019 was a long time ago. So, I, you know, Steelers next week. I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to be a game. It's going to be a and, game. And again, with with or without Lamar, like that's I mean, that and th- this is going to be the talking point of the week is like, hey, do you throw him out there? You know, if he's healthy enough, I mean, you have to play him. But do you want him out there on that gimpy knee with with T.J. Watt on the other side with with that, def- you know, that that defensive line who who were out for blood? So it's it, the next couple of weeks are going to be very, very interesting. And again, I we talked about it, you know, during the week where it's like, you know, they don't play anyone with the winning record and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think that is thrown out the window now because, again, they are barely skating by some of these teams that don't have a winning record that are awful. And like you said, Taylor, that they should be beating by 20. I mean, this game should have been. I mean, this game, this game, it this was, Broncos was, team is not good. They're no, not they're good. De- they're we not talked good. about it. their defense. Very good. Their defense. Very is good. Awesome. Their defense plays well. Their offense stinks. Like I like I said, the plays that this, I saw like, Russ. 
Russ was throwing up those those balls in the fourth quarter, just like lobbing them up. Like if he's, he's horrible. playing 500, he's horrible. I'm, he's I'm horrible. even thinking like, has he just been fooling us for the last 10 years? Like, was he ever that good? How was he good? I, th- I, I think he was good. I think sometimes Russ feels like, and he feels, it's funny. Russell Wilson feels like Russell Westbrook. They're very similar in terms of Ooh, they did. Colin spe- Cowherd. They did. They did. They do a specific. Yeah, they do a specific thing, and it's like a point guard. Like Russell Wilson is a undersized quarterback who uses his legs and has really big arm talent, and it's just it might just be over. Like maybe mm-hmm. he finds the fountain of youth over the offseason and does some diet or figure something out, raise something like that. He looks done, and to me, like you need to. Their defense is is good for sure. I didn't expect the Ravens to put up sixty today. But against that team at home, if you're good, like, I, I don't want to, you know, not to make you upset, RDT. Like, your team went into Philly. Your team is good. Like, not great, but good. The, the Eagles are very good. And they blasted the Titans today. Like, they put the Titans into a body bag from the opening whistle. And the Ravens didn't do that. Like, Lamar got hurt. But Lamar could have marched down the field on the first drive and scored seven today. Not like he got hurt on the first drive. The Ravens are just kind of all who they are. They're fine. The Ravens are fine. They're going to make the playoffs. And they probably, you know, at this point, I would track them to lose in the first round. But with that said, like, that's not the expectation. Like, the expectation is much higher than that. And that's going to cause consternation if that happens. Could they flip the switch and go the other way? Like, I feel like Banks said it last week. Like, I, the three of us are like, Mr. Mr. and Mr. Positive. Like, I, each week we are like, look, if they get this back and they get this back, and this happens. This is a really good team, and they can win a Super Bowl. Eventually, you have to buy into just the pattern of behavior that's happening. And this is what's happening: the Ravens every single week play exactly to the point of their opponent, don't beat anybody convincingly. And this week they won at the end, and last week when they could have easily won at the end, they lost at the end. You could have flipped these games, and the Ravens could have the same record, and never we'd be saying the exact same thing. Last week would have said, "What do you say about this game? The Ravens freaking survive, and they." Get to eight wins. And that's exactly what we're saying about this game. There's nothing convincing about anything they do offensively. Defensively, there's some stuff there. Roquan Smith continues to be good. So Wilson couldn't really throw a pass on them. They didn't really drive the ball at all. Tremendous job. That team stinks. That's exactly what you were supposed to do. But offensively, it's an issue. They have nobody to catch the ball. I mean, there's just nobody. And there's just nothing threatening about the team. It's It's very fascinating to watch. There's no vertical threat whatsoever. There's no threat of big chunk plays. I keep seeing, like looking, especially up in section 528, I'm looking at just the way they're spreading the ball out. And this was with Lamar in the game and then Huntley as well. And it got worse with Huntley in as well because I thought they really were afraid to to give him, you know, too much, you know, to to let Huntley go out there and try to sling it downfield. And maybe that's that's the right thing to do. I Huntley has not really shown himself to be a guy who can make the deep throw. Um, he can make a lot of throws in zone coverage, find windows, which is really what Lamar has been doing the last three, four or five weeks. And it has not been all that successful. So the offense, it seems like the offense's objective is to just move the sticks. It's just to find, you know, pockets in the zone and try to pick up seven yards at a time, which, you know, it can work. And it worked on that last drive. It's worked, um, you know, on and off throughout the season. But the issue with, with you trying to like, just pick up, little chunks here, there, all the way down the field and effectively try to gain, you know, six or seven first downs on the way to a touchdown. 
the thing that can happen with that is when you have that many sets of downs, you have that many opportunities to like take a holding penalty or a botch a snap, just like drive killers. If you keep doing that, you're not, you just can't do that on a consistent basis and try to keep up with, with a Kansas city or a Buffalo or even a Cincinnati when they're playing at their best with Jamar chase. It's like, it's just not a sustainable model to, to try to compete with some of the AFC teams. So, um, I mean, I, we don't know what's up with Lamar, but with or without him, like what personnel do we have to scare anybody? That's that it was a standing issue going into the season. I probably looked past it a little too much because I've seen Lamar succeed, you know, with, with a Willie Sneed and, uh, you know, um, Michael Crabtree. Yeah. And, like and just and some bums basically. And Beth Roberts, like some just, you know, unremarkable names, but Chris Moore. Yeah, just Taylor's guy. It's just not sustainable. He's not hitting those deep throws. Lamar, like he, you know, he didn't try any today before he got hurt. But um, I don't think anyone's looking at tape as defensive coordinators around the league preparing for the Ravens and being like, "Oh, we got to watch out for this guy in case he gets behind us," or like Lamar's really going to make us pay. Oh, unplugged. What? Still gone. Yeah, we can't hear you, Brian. Huh? Wait, oh, say something. Oh, I'm back. Usually it's in my not E1 sounding group. great, but you're back. There we go. There we go. Back. Back. Okay, I'm back. back. We have to try to hit some vertical throws. We got to try to hit something downfield here a little more often. Um, if and when Lamar can come back, just to just open up the rest of the offense a little bit. I mean, that, Mark Andrews wasn't really much of a factor today either. It's just, yeah. It, what there's nothing really there's a difference between we have guys and we're not executing executing and um we don't have guys and there's just nothing that's going to change about that and offensively like i feel like it's odell or bust we got to go get odell if we want to make a run at this thing if only to just put a little more juice back into the offense and um from what i've heard he's not even picking up our phone so I was going to say, if you're Odell, what's what's in it for you? you exactly. Know? It's, that's, it's that's you know, it takes two to tango. If I'm him and I got the Ravens on one end and the Cowboys or the Bills on the other. I'm a piece, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, so, I totally get it from his angle. So um, what you do from Odell's side is say, hey, like we're I'm going to charge you a premium if you want it. Mm-hmm. But I don't from what I've heard, he literally just won't even pick up our calls. Which again, and that 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 already that kind of attitude and and those vibes don't really already feed into the to the the yeah, Ravens yeah, clubhouse yeah. and you know, because again, like we talked about two years ago, guys wanted to come here. They were like, "I'll take pay cuts to come here." And now it's again, it's like now you can't get guys to pick up the phone. So again, yeah, I, mean, I think I think I think that's a little bit isolated. I mean, they go Dell Beckham Jr. as his own yeah his, he's, his own he's, horse he's there. His I, own mean, I mean, the the Ravens yeah. have gotten Justin Houston in that same way to come back and 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 has played well at, at times this year. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is is a guy that takes you know goes by the beat of his own drum and what he's going to do is what he's going to do. Um, this I think this more it's less about Odell. I think this is more about should the Ravens have done something to the deadline to address the wide receiver position? They did nothing. Um, they did a great job with Roquan Smith, who continues to be fantastic, um, and was a great trade. And hopefully, they can sign him long term. But there's just nothing dangerous about what they're doing offensively. And I don't think it's the play calling. I at this point, I think it's mostly the personnel. Like Lamar Jackson's great, 
He's been fine this year. I wouldn't say this has been his best year. It hasn't been his worst year. But around him, Mark Andrews is great. He's been, you know, you wonder how healthy he is right now. Is he fully healthy? We don't know. He's playing. He's making some plays. It's not the best he's ever looked. They don't have anything at the wide receiver position. They don't have anything. Like, Devin DuVernay, I feel like I say this every week. Devin DuVernay's fine. Like, he's great to have around. I love Devin DuVernay. Great returner. You hope you can get him the ball a couple times a game. You hope you can hit him on some stuff. He's not a one or a two receiver in the league. Just not. That's not what he's being paid to do. And they don't have anything else around him. They're throwing it to Marcus Robinson and Deshaun Jackson and James Prochet. Tylen Wallace is on the IR. They call Benjamin Victor. I mean, they don't have anybody to throw the ball to on the outside. And eventually, teams are going to figure that out. Like, I was kind of out on the, like, get upset at the Ravens for not doing something at receiver at the deadline. I think those those bell sounders may have been right at this point. Like, you watch the team, and there's just nothing going on offensively. And so, at this point, and, and for, for a make it fine. Ravens are on a great trajectory. They're going to make the playoffs, barring something insane. And they're going to win a first-round game or win a wild-card game or not, and great. But for, I think, a franchise at this point that wants to be in the AFC Championship game, in the Super Bowl, you look at this offense right now, and it doesn't feel like that kind of offense. Could that change? Potentially. But, you, you know, and they but to gut out this win against the Broncos, and caveat for sure, as I said, caveat, Lamar got hurt. Lamar is the team. Lamar is the offense. But like Mark, you know, Marcus Peters had the quote this week that was like, we hate that it's like Lamar and the Ravens, you know, like, you know, that he gets all the criticism when we lose or he gets all the, you know, it's it's the whole team, whatever he said. Like you watch this offense and when Lamar's not there, God bless Tyler Huntley, who I think is, like I said, you can't criticize the guy. He continues to come in and give the Ravens a chance to win every time he's in the ballgame, every single time you know, against all odds. So good for this guy. Like, I hope he plays in the league for a long time and makes enough money to never have to work again. Like, he, the guy competes his ass off, and today, put the Ravens, put eight wins on the board in a spot where they needed to get an eighth win. Like, you had to win this game today to put yourself in a position to try to win the division. So I love Tyler Huntley. Like, this is no, I, I don't even want to criticize him. Like, he made some bad plays today, but like. A road what, drive. What, well, it's a huge drive to yeah. Mark Andrews big. plunge, by the way. I want to talk about yeah. that. For a minute. It's a huge of course, like, Roman, a Roman had to get one more of those in there. Big balls drive from Tyler Huntley. Big balls. And the, and and when they had it near the goal line to say call his own number, just freaking run that thing in. Good for him. Like good for Tyler Huntley. Stud. Yeah. But looking forward, like the, the Tyler Huntley thing was fun last year when he was like having the Ravens compete when they had nobody on the team. It's not fun anymore this year. It's like <laughs> just win the game and we need Lamar back and we're trying to win the Super Bowl. Like this isn't fun. This is like get it done. Yeah. So I, I hope Tyler Huntley, I hope somebody pays Tyler Huntley starter money because I want him to make the money. Like I want him to get rewarded for what he's done every time he comes into NFL football games. It's a hell of a story. But the Ravens, I don't like where the Ravens are. <laughs> I just don't. I, I I just don't. Every week, this is too stressful. This This is not a team... It goes far. We just don't see a team that does this go far, but maybe they will. Who knows? I, I don't know. I th I think them and the Titans, like we talked about earlier, I think they're very similar. We're both going to get T-shirts at the end of, at the end of the year for winning a division. They're going to go yep. into the playoffs and they're going to get overmatched and they're going to get you know they'll probably get washed you know by whoever they play. Um, 
Uh, and here too, I don't, I don't know if you guys have saw saw this, but Harbaugh said obviously it's not season ending for Lamar, and he said if it's going to be a number of days to weeks, we'll see if he can go this week. If not, sometime after that, shortly. Which sounds fine and all. How many times have we heard that? I mean, Bateman was a couple weeks. You know, Bateman was oh, it's nothing major. You know, it's yeah. Nothing, I mean, they not don't know that, that it's an they don't know It's so anyway. soon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, I'm sure it's swollen. I'm sure it's you know, it's obviously not feeling good, but uh, you know, it's kind of the same old. Yeah, John, we've you've heard you've said that before. We know, like, oh, it's you know, it's, it'll just be a little thing. And then Rashad Perryman's out for three years, and it's you know, yeah. Anyways, um, the Mark Andrews plunge. I think that was like. Uh, okay, fourth and two with maybe three and a half left on our own 28, on our own 30 or so. I, um, after all of the, the failures on two-point conversions and fourth down attempts and all those types of things late last year, and we came up just short of the playoffs, I've seen John Harbaugh play very conservatively, just kind of go against some of our, um, what had been our um, mentalities with, regarding fourth downs. I expected him to punt that. And he didn't. And I I appreciated that a lot. I think that's a decision that ultimately played a big part in us winning this game. So I think John Harbaugh deserves some credit. Um yeah. for putting putting his guys out there in a in a high leverage situation and being aggressive and going out and winning the football game, especially in a situation where the offense didn't really give you a lot of reasons to believe that they would go out and convert that. But um, and against a top defense like like the right, Broncos, you know. Right. The the Mark Andrews. QB sneak play. I mean, sure. Yeah. And a really good effort by him because it I when he he started that off, it looked like another one of our classic QB sneak attempts where it's just like, oh God, he definitely didn't get that. That that's oh, this sucks. So I mean they, they they kick a field goal if we don't if we don't get that and we lose. Simple as that. So um we don't win the game without that decision by John Harbaugh. So you got to give credit there. There's a lot of people have hammered him, and that may be right or wrong for some of the decisions he's made. But this one, he came out on the right side. So kudos to him. Yeah, I didn't think he got it either. At first, I thought I kind of saw him go into the pile and I kind of looked away being like, oh, that's it. And then they were like, oh, you know, he managed to get his way out. But it's like Roman just can't. He gets so hard when he when he when he figures out that he can put uh, Andrews under center. (laughs) He loves it. Yeah, feels like this is coming a bit to an to an end here. I don't know that we touch on Patrick Queen getting carted off. I don't know what that it kind of yeah, looks like like a Charlie horse, like thigh bruise. They said I think officially, or if that's all it is, bruise, you're taking that. His mic's gone again. He's yeah, I, wrap I was Wait. giving you. I was giving you a sign to like keep talking because I can't talk because my mic was all. Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I. You know, talking defensively, I think we touched on it very, very briefly. You know, if you lose Patrick Queen, that's a huge loss. Um, he's been unlocked since Roquan came. I think the defense played very well today against an offense that's limited. Um, a thigh bruise would be it would be a win for sure. Um, if he's not out long term, that's giant. And you hope maybe the Ravens can just rely on their defense and 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 get through games that way. Um, but uh, yeah, you you hope that he's not hurt. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to say about this. I think we've touched on it. You know, moving forward, the Ravens have to be better. I think the the playoff run is going to be. I think RDT. I think the Titans comparison is is extremely extremely good. I think you know two teams that have a very good chance to lock up their divisions and then not do much in the playoffs. You know, maybe if they can get it together, both give you know some of the big boys 
a scare. And in a NFL that doesn't have a ton of top heavy teams, maybe you can get to an AFC championship game. And at that point you roll the dice and who the hell knows. But, you know, when you think about a team that's like really, you know, staking its claim as one of the elite, you don't see either of those teams as that right now. Um, they're a little, they're a, they're a segment under that at this point. And for both fan bases, I don't think, I don't think Titans fan bases want to fan base. Ah, don't think Titans fans want to be there. And I don't think Ravens fans want to be there either. So that's where we are. Um, not much else to say. I don't think from, from anybody here, two friends performed before the game and they were fantastic. So shout out to our friends at two they, friends. looks like they stayed the whole game too. Did they really? Yeah, they, they, were they, they were in the, the end zone seats. Yeah, yeah, they were excited They're to awesome. go to the game. For they sure. were tremendous. Me and me and Banks were both there at the uh, at the Jimmy's tailgate, and they 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 put on a show. So respect every to our Instagram boys. story awesome. I saw. Every Instagram story I saw before the games was was at the tailgate. Every yeah, single one. They were great. They were great. I mean, two friends puts on. They're at Echo Stage in June. If you're a fan that saw them at the tailgate or you know was was outside and and walked past, they're at Echo Stage. I believe in June for two dates in DC. So go see them. They're fucking even, awesome. Even even the roommate hadn't seen them yet, and she was like. Oh man, they they vibe like I fucking love They're this, good. you know. They're like, awesome. They, yeah, it was very people very. People will, I think, people will get on them. They did on their Instagram put "Go Birds" that they were watching the Ravens game. So that's people, so well, you know, people that. will get mad about that. I yeah, but they're out of town. I know they're neutral parties. You got to let out of town fans have that one. You can't you can't get upset about that one. Um, so shout out to them. Tremendous stuff and. uh I thought I was like, well, after I was walking away from that, I was like, oh, this will be like an easy Ravens win. This will be a good vibe day. And then we struggled through that one. Uh, Ravens get a 10-9 win. Uh, we'll be back this week for uh, more analysis on this one um, as as the Ravens. Hopefully, let's not next analyze week. this one much more. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, Please we won't. don't. <laughs> we, won't. we won't say much more about this one. Uh, I will give a special shout out. What a win for the Maryland Terrapins on Friday night. So if you're not, yes. if you're not in – you're not in on the Terps right now. You need to get to Xfinity Center, get to a game because that was a vintage Maryland Terrapins performance beating Illinois, and they will be ranked somewhere in the top twenty to fifteen this week. So that train is absolutely out of the station. And if you're not on it right now, get the hell onto it. We'll see you at some point this week. Oh, glad already. See, I saw you raise. I was here. just gonna say one beer and then nine more. It's the new calling card. That was unbelievable. Need, unbelievable to get right onto the Kevin Willard train. He is awesome. He is absolutely awesome, and I will tell this story on this podcast because people. There's a video that I that we put up on social media that I took that is our our players running to the student section, right, running in front of the wall. So I am tracking Kevin Willard on my phone as he comes from the handshake line with Illinois to the Andy Katz interview on BTN. He is standing next to Andy Katz. He is about to go on to BTN. BTN goes live to him. He stands, looks at Julian Reese and Dante Scott and points to the students and says, go to the students. It was absolutely epic. And that is what generated that, all of that, those guys going over there because they're used to just going off the court. It was so sick. And that is what this guy does. He is just fantastic. And the Terps are awesome. So the Terps are going to lose some games. We're not going undefeated, but this is a very, very fun team. And Jameer Young hit a stonesy shot. In the vintage of an Anthony Cowan, a Mellow Trimble, Mellow, yep, uh, a, a, a Steve Blake, a John Gilchrist, a Gravis Vasquez, point guards of the past, tremendous stuff, and uh, he's a he's a local guy from Marlboro, Tamatha guy, so really really cool. Um, we will see you next week or this week, excuse me, at some point for the regular show, and then back next week for instant analysis. 
Um, once again, shout out to Jimmy Seafood, hosted Two Friends this week. Great tailgate there. And uh, go support our friends at Two Friends. They do a fantastic, fantastic job. Um, and we'll see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.